0: look up in the sky it's a bird it's a
1: plane no it's the tax man he may not be a superhero but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies it's time for plan with the tax man
0: you're listening to plan with the tax man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc. serving you here in the central Iowa area. He is Des Moines' professional alternative and here to talk about investing, finance, and retirement, as we always do on the podcast. As usual, thanks for your time here listening to us discuss these topics. Tony is a certified financial planner with more than 23 years of experience in the industry. is an EA as well, and he's available to you a couple of ways. Make sure you go to the website at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. And uh, check out the website. There are a lot of cool things, good tools, tips, and resources, as well as subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform of choice it is you use to get your podcasts in. Uh, If you've got questions or concerns, you hear a cool or useful nugget of information you'd like to learn more about, make sure you give them a call at 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. And Tony, my friend, how are you this week?
1: I am doing spectacular. Thank you. Oh,
0: spectacular. I like it. You live in the dream, huh?
1: Living the dream. Weather's good. Very you cool. Know, fall's coming. So, yeah. It's
0: good time <laughs> oh, pum- pumpkin spice uh, season is about a, about a month away, about two weeks away. I think now yeah. it used to be October. Now I think it's like September 1st. It's like ah, pumpkin spice season is in. And oh, every, yeah. everywhere you turn, it's pumpkin spice this and pumpkin spice that. <laughs> At least for my wife, anyway, she goes crazy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of same like thing with the uh, with the holidays. You ever notice that? It's like it used to be like Thanksgiving. Obviously, Black Friday's been around a long time, but isn't it now more like you know Black Wednesday or Tuesday or what? <laughs> it seems as though it's, yeah, it's crazy. it keeps uh, yeah. all the holidays move forward. So I don't know what are you gonna it's do. Like
1: that whole month now is you know holiday themed. You know they, they come up with everything.
0: Oh yeah, well Christmas is now like seven weeks long. I think. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Something in that neighborhood. Well, let's get into the program this week here on Plan With the Tax Man. Emily had a question she sent into the website, yourplanningpros.com. Emily is uh, right there in your backyard in Des Moines, and she says, how important are the letters that some financials have on their name? You often mention that you are a CFP and an EA. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> we get that a lot in and, and the thing you need to do is you need to ask, you know, your advisor or whoever you're working with is the easy part. But there is so many designations available to us out there. The the, the smart answer is well it, it's for those of us that don't have any lives and all we do is take a lot of tests, but <laughs> the, you know, obviously from our standpoint, you know, we go after those designations to try to set ourselves apart, you know, to show that we have gone the extra mile to learn about the business and you know the the things involved in it however you know it, it just because a, a person has a bunch of letters in back of their name doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a good fit for you and just because of their style right uh, you know the in in the financial world the cfp the certified financial planner is basically those of us who are held to a fiduciary standard which means that we always have to put the client's interests first now you'd think well isn't that with everybody but you know, technically not. But hopefully, you know, every advisor's out there thinking that whether they have designations or not. And there's nothing wrong with working with an advisor that has no designations either. But
0: well, know, it kind of it kind of de- depends, and right, Tony? It, it depends What's on what that? it depends on what you're after, because there may be folks who are licensed only to do like insurance products, and then others that have the ability to do the entire spectrum. Correct.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah you know that there's licenses that must be used in certain things, and then there's designations, just kind of you know showing your expertise, so to speak. Gotcha. So yeah, there's both. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Yeah, and so and it can get confusing. Sometimes we refer to it as the alphabet soup that you might find on someone's credentials. You know, you can do a kind of a quick Google search, Emily, if that's kind of, if it interests you to kind of find out what this one means or what that one means. But I think to Tony's point, you definitely want to be working with someone who is a fiduciary. And that means that they have the responsibility to do things uh, morally, ethically, all those things for the client first, which again, to Tony's point, you would think would be you know kind of common sense anyway but it's one of those things so it's certainly good uh, a good question and don't feel like it's odd that you don't know what it means uh, it, a lot of folks get confused by that so cool question thanks so much for submitting that all right well uh, tony did you ever watch mythbusters on tv when that show used to be on i used to love that show
1: you know, I didn't watch it much, but I have seen an episode or two, yeah.
0: Yeah, very cool. They would do some really interesting things. Uh, even on the replay, sometimes I'll catch those because just kind of like proving whether some myths were possible or not. A lot of Hollywood-based things, you know, a lot of action-based things or whatever, but uh, some fun ones as well. And and so very science stuff. And it was, like, it was kind of cool to watch that show. And they would do something where they would basically you know they would have a myth and then they would say yes this it's confirmed that this is truly a myth or it's plausible that that could actually happen or whatever the case is I like the like the exploding hot water tank you know can your hot water tank in your house explode right. and fire off through the roof or whatever uh, things of that nature so what I thought we could do is have a little fun and do some financial myth busting and I'll give you a few uh statements or myths and let you kind of tackle those and and let us know if that's really a myth or not okay Okay. All right. So put your MythBuster hat on and tell us what you got here with shifting from stocks to bonds removes the volatility from your portfolio. I'm
1: going to say myth. Okay. And the reason for that is because, and we get it a lot, people naturally associate bonds with you know more safety, less volatility. Right. And in general, that may be the case. However, what people tend to forget is you know bonds trade on a secondary market like stocks so when we talk to people about bonds obviously we're buying bonds to hold them to maturity but in the interim they change and their prices change and if you don't know that going in you know depending on how or what interest rates do your bond prices when you get a statement in, in a particular month might be vastly different than they were last month and that's when you probably will call your advisor panicking saying what happened and that's the volatility in the prices of those bonds so it's not always the case that you have no volatility you know in a bond portfolio and that's something you should talk with your advisor about
0: No, I think that's true. And that probably comes from the traditional, like, you know, for many years, we thought the 60-40 thing was the way to go. And as you got closer to retirement, you just moved over to bonds to offset some of that risk. But everything is really different. Again, a lot of these are, that's kind of like a traditional, that's almost like the rule of 100, right? It's really a general guideline. It's a rule of thumb but not necessarily going to be the right scenario for each person. So, okay, we'll call that one a myth to get started here on our myth-busting segment on the uh, podcast. How about this one, Tony? Once you've retired, life insurance is no longer necessary.
1: Yeah, now that one's a little harder. You know, I, I call that one uh, somewhere uh, pl- between a myth and a truth. Call I mean, it plausible Probably then? for me. Yeah. More myth than, than maybe people think. Okay. Because obviously a lot of people think, well, if I'm retired, I don't have an income to replace And, you know, if something happens to me, you know, they'll be fine with with the things I
0: have, whether it be
1: my 401k, kids are out of college
0: or whatever, right? You don't need it anymore, right?
1: Yeah. But, you know, depending, I mean, and again, it depends. If you don't have a big retirement plan and your spouse may have some longevity, you may want that life insurance proceeds to help, you know, fund throughout her lifetime. And you may have children, you may have grandchildren, Mm -hmm, right? uh, Things that, might want to leave money to. The one thing I'm a big life insurance guy, I always have been, because somebody is going to get that money as long as you keep paying those premiums. It's not gonna be you. You're not gonna be able to enjoy it. (laughs) Right. You're gonna go knowing that your family and extended family you know, are taken care of, but again, something you need to talk about because it's not always necessary. But I wouldn't just throw it out just because you're retiring.
0: Okay, all right. So we'll call that implausible. Uh, when it comes to life insurance, the the adage that once we get to retirement, we don't need it, may or may not be an accurate thing for you, depending on uh, your situation. And of course, we're having some fun here with these financial myths with Tony Morrow here on Plan with the Tax Man. Definitely a couple of uh, well known ones here, Tony. How about this? You need less income when you're retired than you do when you're working. Typically, that's like a rule of the 85% thing, right? You're going to only need 85% of your income when you get to retirement.
1: That's what you know most people talk about. I mean, for me, just off the cuff, when you ask me that, I'm saying I, I want more income. I don't want less. If, I, I think, w- I think you're going to spend more early what on, what too, right? Yeah, exactly. So I want more. But in reality, the idea is to hopefully produce enough income when you're retired to at least. Equal or be in the eighty-five percent range of when you were working. Right. That idea, though, of that eighty-five percent, I think sometimes things are not taken into account in terms of uh, you know maybe higher health expenses. Right. Right. Things exactly. Maybe some long-term care insurance premiums. And things. So we try to shoot for. We want to have clients have at least what they had when they were working, and not try to use that. Well, I'm I'm not going to spend as much. You know, philosophy, or I don't. I don't need as much. If you truly don't need as much, well, then you've got some extra, and you know you can do with what you want with it. But. We tend to go a little bit the other
0: way. Well, Tony, you know, you've been doing this a while. And to me, like some of these obviously are a little bit older trains of thought, if you will, because, you know, for today's day and age, to your point, you probably heard people say, and I think we've said it here on the podcast, the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. And to your point about spending more, when you get to retirement, you may be in a position where you really want to go out and enjoy and do a lot of things in those early years of retirement when your body is allowing you to. So, A, you're spending more, right? But then yep. as you're starting to age and our bodies are starting to break down, you may be spending more just due to the fact of rising healthcare costs. So in some ways, I feel like this is going to become more myth than truth. That's just my opinion. But because the cost of everything continues to go up, I feel as though we're going to need yes. more.
1: That is totally true, and I my my own father who is just turned seventy eight, and you know he's still going pretty good, and he wants to now you know start doing even more, although his body's <laughs> starting to break down a little bit. He's, right. he's He's not as active. He's still well healthy enough to travel and do some things, and he wants to do them. You know, all of a sudden, at least it's, I've seen it in him in the last year or so, where all of a sudden he wants to do some things that I've never heard him say. <laughs> That's I awesome. Think just because he's getting
0: older, you yeah, know, And, and I want to try yeah. it. Do it
1: to do it yeah
0: that's awesome so So, okay all right well we're gonna call that one plausible but i'm and of course my point of opinion doesn't matter but (laughs) i'm gonna go i'm gonna lean towards myth for myself uh but right there at Mm -hmm. sister myth uh tony would be you'll probably be in a lower tax bracket in retirement this one's an interesting one too this is a tough call in the modern era
1: tough call used to be always the case and and that was true nowadays with people you know, much more in the savings mode and starting younger and things and then continuing to have, you know, well paying jobs and maybe not fully retiring, quasi retiring, their brackets could actually be higher when they retire. And if you got a lot in that
0: IRA, right? And then you go to pull it out, you know, that could kick you that could keep you up there too.
1: Exactly. So you definitely need to plan for that. And and so there are some strategic ways to pull money out to try to keep that bracket at least where it was before, hopefully not higher. And and hopefully you can get it down if you got a good tax guy to get it down. Right. So what well, you are in a lower bracket, yes.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's gonna be the key. You know, a lot of it comes down to definitely plan I think we all think about taxes being an important key to our retirement plan, but I don't know if a lot of people realize just how important. And of course, you know, you are at Tax Doctor Inc. That is the, you know, something that you do very well, hence the show called Plan with the Tax Man. So definitely making sure that you're having a conversation with your advisor on how you can be as tax efficient as possible because it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And so you gotta, you know, keep that one in mind. All right, final one. This one's a little fun. And then we'll wrap up our podcast for this week. Financial planning is so much easier today to do, Tony, without professional help. Because of all the technology that's available, (laughs) what do
1: you think? Well, I'm biased here, but (laughs) I I will say, and not only for this one, but for all of them is really the reasons why you want to work with, I I believe, an advisor, because, you know, a lot of people still under that assumption, well, I may not need an advisor because I can just basically pick my own things. But it's all these other things that come into play where you really want the true part of advice of the advisor, not... Mm -hmm. You know, necessarily picking the investments that could be part of it. But in answer to the question, I think that it should be financial planning today. We have a ton more information available at our fingertips because of technology, but I don't think it's any easier because of that. I think people get more and more confused. Yeah. They've got this constant barrage of information. You could go out on the internet and get tons of financial information and news as it happens. Whereas 20 years ago, that was not the case. Yeah. No. And, So I think it's easier for people to get info. I still think that they have a better chance of succeeding with professional help and keeping them on their goals because the technology can tend to distort things. And a lot of times the people I see that come waltzing in and hey, I've been doing this or that and right? I, you know, with whomever. Basically, it's by themselves. And we take a look at their returns and actually where they're going. And they haven't done much other than spend a lot of time.
0: Right, time. right. Well, that's a key. Yeah, that's a key factor. No. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I agree with you because I think while technology, if you're looking at it simply from the technological tools standpoint, yes, there's some stuff, and I think for the accumulation person, the DIY and accumulation phase, sure, there is some easy things to do that might allow you to not necessarily need professional help. But we're talking getting close to retirement. It's a totally different animal. If something comes up out of the blue, or, or you know, one of your kids decides to get married and they want you to help them pay for it, and that wasn't something that was originally in your plan, and you've got to start thinking about strategies, you know, using robo-advisors or automated technology, if you just say, hey, give me my money, it's gonna give it to you versus talking you through like the best strategy, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happens. And we see it when we're doing tax returns for clients all the time. We're reviewing the tax return and they have some huge, what they call 1099R, which is just the, looks like a W2 of what you pull out of your retirement account. right? And the person sitting across to the desk will be, you know, 50 years old, 60 years old. We ask them, you know, why did you pull this out? Well, I I wanted the money for X. Right. And then they didn't get any advice. And then they all of a sudden they got a huge tax bill. Right. There and could have been a more
0: efficient way to do it. Right.
1: Yeah. Efficient ways. And then a lot of times people pull it out thinking they need it for an emergency and they, they can get the money from somewhere else and they don't think oh, about yeah. the long term ran- ramifications of that. So yeah. Yeah, it's all available to you. What I always tell people is, and this goes against a lot of advisors' advice, but I think everybody knows it, is you don't need us to buy anything anymore. It's all available to you on on the Internet. Right. what, What I feel you need us for is the advice part, trying to keep you on track and keep media from blowing yourself up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I, I I liken it to being a coach. You you need a coach. Yeah. If you're a yeah. fan of whatever sport, you know, uh, the, you know Tom Brady, the winningest quarterback ever, you know, he still goes and talks to his coach. Uh, he still goes and yes. talks to coaches. He has multiple ones. Sometimes it's to prove, I mean, he knows everything there is to know, right? He's out there. He's seen it all. He's been doing it forever. And I'm not a Tom Brady fan by any means. I'm just talking. <laughs> but he's been out there doing this forever. And yet he still sometimes it says hey I need you to tell me what you see or I need you to tell me maybe I should not do that because uh, you know I might get picked off of an interception or whatever so same kind of thing sometimes you need that that coach just to say oh pump the brakes there buddy let's talk about this
1: you, you really do yeah. and liken it back to sports with me uh-huh I go do a lot of marshalling of of golf tournaments because I'm a golf fan. Right. And I was just out uh, again this year at the U.S. Open. I happened to be at Pebble Beach. But what amazes me from being inside the ropes is the best players in the world have many coaches, not only on their swing, their strength, their Mm -hmm. stretching. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. And and you just sit there and wonder, you know, a guy like Tiger Woods, he's constantly asking advice of his coaches. And you think, you know, this guy is the best maybe ever. And, you know, why is he asking for vice? But they're always trying to improve. Yep. And that's what, you know, we're trying to do with our clients in in their financial lives is try to make sure they have the success, whatever that may be for them, at the end of the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, technology is a wonderful thing, but I think a lot of us still want to be able to come in, sit down across from someone and say, I need to talk this through. I need some help. And with that, we're going to wrap up our financial MythBuster segment here on the podcast. But Tony, uh, if you need a coach, if you want to talk with somebody, you need somebody to kind of coach you a little bit on some of the things. You're thinking about reach out to Tony at uh, Tax Doctor Inc. You can find them online at YourPlanningPros.com. That is YourPlanningPros.com. He's got more than 23 years of experience in the industry, and of course, you can always reach out if you need to talk to him right away by calling 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. Give that number a call. Let him know you'd like to come in for a conversation and they will take care of you that way as well. Share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and we would appreciate that very much. And Tony, thanks for your time this week, my friend. I hope you have a good one.
1: All right, enjoy. We'll see you later.
0: Absolutely, and we'll talk to you next time here on Plan with the Man with Tony Morrow. Securities
1: offered through HD Vest Investment Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through HD Vest Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through HD Vest Insurance Agency LLC. 6333 North State Highway 161, 4th Floor, Irving, Texas 75038. 972-870-6000. Tax Doctor Inc is not a registered broker dealer or registered investment advisory firm.